Hey there, my name's Katie, and I'm an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. If you'd like more information and some inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. Hello, hello. I'm so excited about today's topic, and that is Airbnb for eloping couples. I started using Airbnb when traveling several years back, and I think it's just completely changed travel for the better. It's making things more affordable for one, but it's also just a really unique experience that is much different than staying in a hotel. So, I have an idea, and this is what I'm proposing. The typical way that people travel is they decide on a place they want to go, they book the airfare, and then they figure out in that area where they can book a stay. But if you're a very discerning person and you care a lot about being comfortable and cozy in the place that you're staying then you might have come across this problem before where you just can't find a place that's not crazy expensive that you actually want to stay in in this destination that you're going to. I am one particular petunia. Like I will search hours on the internet and Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube and all the places to find a really nice place to stay. I do this every time I go somewhere. Sometimes, actually, most of the time I'll say I'm pretty successful. But there are times where there's just an area, maybe I waited too long or maybe, you know, there's just nothing that's tickling my fancy. I just kind of have to settle on something and I get annoyed with myself because I don't like spending money on a place to stay that I'm not really that thrilled about. If I'm going to spend money on something, I want to make sure that it's going to add to my overall trip. What I'm proposing is that you find the place you want to stay first and let that guide you to be where you potentially want to elope. There's a lot of places in the world. It's hard to decide where you want to go. Maybe look through Airbnb and see what kind of places are like, oh my gosh, this place is where we're going to get married. Now, just to throw this out there first, before I go into a little bit more detail, I've made an Airbnb wish list that you can access at runawaytogether.co slash resources. So it's not .com, it's um, .co. And there you can click through to my Airbnb wish list. They're from all over the world. Um, I've done quite a few in the United States, but maybe you're thinking of a destination spot. And the reason why this is a great way to do things is that Airbnb could be both a great place to stay, you know, to sleep and get ready and all that stuff, but it could also be an amazing place to have the actual ceremony. Now, this could be problematic, obviously, if you're having a bigger wedding where, you know, you're not going to be able to have 30 people over or whatever in this Airbnb. But if it's just the two of you, plus a photographer, plus an officiant, you know, a very small handful, you could have your ceremony at the actual place. Now think about, first of all, how much money this is going to save because you're getting a two for one in that you're staying in the place and you're also, it's kind of like your venue. 
I've created this list and I really took into account when I made these selections, is there space around the Airbnb where you could have something outdoors in like a really gorgeous setting? Or maybe if it's raining that day, could you go inside and, you know, say your vows in front of a beautiful picture window or a cozy fireplace? I have found some places in northern Scotland, Isle of Skye, There's a place called the Architectural Wonder in the Woods in the Catskills in upstate New York. There's a beach view at the Bird's Nest Bungalow up near the Bay Area in California. I mean, how magical are these descriptions? If you go and check out the list, runawaytogether.co slash resources, something will inspire you. And also, another good thing about this is... That, you know, you might have found the perfect hotel and you already picked your wedding, your elopement wedding date, and you have everything lined up, but the hotel or the place like doesn't have any availability. This way, if you book your stay first, you have more options as far as what dates to choose. So you can just find a date that they have open instead of doing it in the reverse, having a date in your head and then going to find a place and only finding out that there's no openings. I do want to note that if you are, you know, maybe you're just staying there and getting some getting ready shots there, which I wouldn't imagine would be a problem for any host. But if you're going to actually do the ceremony and invite, you know, the people like hair and makeup or a florist over the photographer, the officiant, this is someone's home. And so I do think it's really important to ask permission and just let the hosts know that this is what you're planning on doing. For me personally, I wouldn't be comfortable just kind of going for it. If for some reason they found out that you were having a little wedding ceremony there and you didn't say anything, I just, I wouldn't want to create any sort of awkwardness or like I was breaking the rules or something. So maybe just when you're messaging to inquire, saying something like, my fiance and I have been looking for the perfect place to elope and we love this space that you've created. We love the location. And we're just wondering if you'd be comfortable if we had the actual ceremony here, this would mean inviting just a few of the vendors like the photographer and the officiant. There would only be like five people total we might do it outside on the deck or we might just wander around the property a little bit to take photos. Is that okay? And just do that, ask that before you actually make the booking. I can't imagine that people would say no. Maybe if they've had a bad experience before with something similar, then they'd be weary. But I just think that most people would be happy to accommodate that. Just to give you an example of one Airbnb that I've added to this wish list. And obviously you can go off of this wish list. The kind of things that I'm looking for when I search for a certain area, I really like five stars. There's so many really highly rated Airbnbs that I usually don't mess around with um, a new place that doesn't have any reviews yet, or even something that has like four stars. It's like Four stars is a good rating, but compared to all these others that have five stars, it just kind of shows you that someone didn't have a good experience. So that's my tip. Look for a five-star place. Or Airbnb also has an Airbnb Plus offering or Superhosts, and that's another 
just kind of indication that it's going to be a really nice place to stay. On my list, there is a place in Idlewild, which is kind of, if you flew into LA and you kind of go up into the San Bernardino Mountains, there's just some really pretty nature up there. And this particular place is called the Cabin in the Sky. It can hold six guests and has three bedrooms and two baths. And the dates will, sorry, the price will vary depending on the dates that you enter in. So I just put in some random dates here and the price came up at $217 per night. Sometimes Airbnb will bump the prices up if you enter in more than one guest, but I just think it's best to be honest because like I said, this is someone's actual home. Don't be weird. (laughs) For this one, I just put in three nights, so $217 times three nights, and then they have a $100 cleaning fee. The cleaning fee will vary, and I just kind of accept it no matter what it is, and then there's a service fee, which is basically part of like Airbnb's costs of doing business. So the total for three nights would be $847. I think that's a pretty good price. And also I found, I don't know if every Airbnb does this, but I've found that once you click book, you can have the option if you're doing it pretty far in advance to pay half now and half later, which is another nice little perk. This location has a fireplace and wood floors and I'll try my best to describe it, but it's better if you just go to the wish list and look through the pictures. There's a really nice spacious kitchen. There's a deck that overlooks like all these pretty pine trees and mountains. And I can just imagine how gorgeous a sunset would be here. It has very sort of minimalist decor and clean lines, white walls. I love this kind of stuff. Let's go out of California. I did select a couple that are in Washington. I'm not super familiar with this area, but there you would fly into Seattle and then there's all these islands around that area. And I found one is called the Charming Secluded Guest Suite near Woodland Park. It's so adorable and quaint. It definitely has a cozy look. Lots of wood paneling, big doors, there's trees all around it. And just to give you an idea, it's a guest suite. When I hear guest suite, it makes me think that there's a main house and then they have another little separate dwelling. Sometimes it's an apartment, sometimes it's a cabin. So when I click book on this one, I did three nights at $145 a night. And so that comes out to $435 and then they add on a cleaning fee, which for this one, it's $40. There's a service fee, and this one, I noticed that the California one that I just pulled up before this didn't have occupancy taxes and fees. This one does. It's $84. I don't know why. It's just probably a city or a state regulation, and the total comes out to $620 for three nights. I think that's pretty good. I would totally book this. I would like to give you a little bit of an idea of my personal experiences with Airbnb and traveling. I've stayed in dozens of Airbnbs all around the world and I haven't really gotten a lot of pushback from people when I say that I'm staying in Airbnbs but sometimes you'll get people who ask isn't that weird like how do you really know if it's safe to stay with a stranger and you know what if they're crazy or what if the place is 
gross or not what it you thought it would be stuff like that and I think that that is definitely possible but that's why I always go by ratings and I never pick places without reviews and I've never had a problem seriously in any Airbnb I've ever stayed in I would say 90% of the Airbnbs I've booked I've stayed it was a solo trip so I was the only one staying and usually when I'm traveling alone I'm trying to pinch pennies I book out a private room in the house so of course I would prefer to have the whole place to myself but you can save money if you know you're doing a private room I wouldn't necessarily actually I definitely would not recommend a private room if you're doing this for your wedding elopement because you want to have privacy and be able to kind of move around and not feel like you're getting in anyone's way or vice versa and so I definitely make sure that you're only searching for an entire home instead of just a private room. Going back to safety and all that, I was a solo traveler staying with these people who I didn't know. Sometimes I wouldn't even meet the people. I would just, you know, they have very seamless ways of checking in where it's just a lockbox or a key code or something like that. It's very much like a hotel experience where you can just kind of check in and check out. You might not even ever see the person who's hosting. That's totally normal. So, oh, I actually, a thought just popped into my head. I'm going to add something to the list. My, the Airbnb wish list. I stayed in a really beautiful place with my mom. We were traveling for my 30th birthday in France and we spent a lot of time in Paris, but we drove out to the countryside side and we stayed in this magnificent place that was like this old manor and they'd restored it and they served us breakfast in the morning and there were chandeliers and panel it was like everything you could imagine in like a old French home and this was a, a room in their very large house but we it was very private the way that it was set up so I will add that one to the list but all the others that, that are on my little wish list um, are all you know you'd get your own space the entire place to yourself oh so going so that example I think it was $90 a night which is an incredible price and and we got access to this place that we would have never normally been to I mean it was way more unique than any hotel we could have found it was someone's home Another example where Airbnb definitely came in handy was back in 2016 when I took a solo road trip across the United States. And I did so in my very sweet 2012 Jetta. That car served me well, still is serving me well. I drove, starting in Los Angeles, I went through all of the southern states across to Florida, up the East Coast, all the way to Maine. And then on my way back across the U.S., I kind of hit this the northern part of the country, up to Seattle, all the way down back to Southern California where I started. And when you're on the road for 72 days, you obviously need places to sleep. I was able to stay with family in some of those places, but Airbnb came in handy because I was able to stay in private rooms. And though some people think, you know, they were a little nervous for me for no reason in my opinion, but just being a solo, tra solo traveler and staying 
in a home with other people who you don't know. I just want to say I'd never had any problems. People were very welcoming of where I was from, what I was doing, where I was going, and they were just very welcoming of me. Another great thing about this was that in all these cities that I had never been to, there these locals knew the town and they knew places to recommend for me to eat and fun things for me to do and not necessarily touristy things, though I'm sure some of them were, but other things that maybe only the locals know about. So that pretty much wraps up everything about Airbnbs. This was a bit of a quickie episode. And I'll mention one more time that you can go to runawaytogether.co slash resources and you will see my list of recommendations there. And try this idea out where you choose the place you're going to stay before anything else. So you pick the Airbnb or whatever, you pick the boutique hotel or you pick whatever place is really just a gorgeous setting because the place you stay really affects your mood and it affects the photos that are taken and it affects so much. It's such an integral part of a trip, in my opinion, Miss Particular Petunia over here, that why not start with that and then build the other parts of your elopement adventure together afterwards get the plane tickets later figure out your photographer later like pick the place first and then all the other pieces will fall into place good luck hope you enjoyed this and see you next time